0: Welcome to the with Kevin Clark. I am Kevin Clark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, guys. Anytime. Um, I'm going to go through media night descended. I'm just going to go through the pro football talk headlines to just know how much news tonight generated. Chris Jones doesn't expect to win Defensive Player of the Year and doesn't care. Uh, Patrick Mahomes' ankle is better than last week. Isn't that true of us all? I guess you could say. Uh, Orlando Brown on his future. I want to stay here, but business is business which, you know, spot to lie, you'd say about that one. Uh, Jeff Stoutland, offensive line coach. Lane Johnson is playing well uh, through injury. That's no surprise. He's one of the best ever. Yep. Um, Eric bien here you go. As far as offensive coordinator stuff, right now, I'm where my feet are. So, obviously, a pretty newsy night um, here. Eric bien confirms he's... uh, Oh, Jeffrey Valuri sounds ready to give Jalen Hurts a second big contract. I would certainly hope so. He's the Super Bowl quarterback. Um, so that is just, I mean, any website would have done this. It's just kind of a, a generation of what Media Night produces. Um, so with that, we have two things tonight. Lindsey Jones and Roger Sherman join me to recap Media Night, the night that was. I mean, it's basically just like, you know, all, what, 106 players kind of standing around talking saying different pleasantries we get to some of the absurdities of that and then a couple of gms a couple of coaches um you don't learn a whole lot but we wanted to recap and go through it and then jared goff lions quarterback um with a really interesting interview he's, he said some really really funny stuff about um i mean he's, he's planning his wedding but you know also dan campbell the lions um the difference between a detroit sports fan and a los angeles sports fan really really funny stuff so let's get to lindsey and roger and then jared
1: Restrictions. All apply. See website for details.
0: Welcome to Slow News with Kevin Clark. I am Kevin Clark, joined for a Monday night Slow News Day episode. We just got done with media night, the most thrilling of all nights. Lindsay Jones, my normal co-host, is here. Hello, What's Lindsay. Up? How are you? And Roger Sherman is here. Hello, Roger. Your abnormal co-host, co-host if she's your normal co-host. I mean, have co- you ever, you've been on the show once before?
2: Okay, no need to put it like
0: No, I'm not I'm, it's not like you're a debutante. <laughs> um, Jared Goff is also on this episode, just so you know. Any reaction to that, Roger?
2: He's after he's after this? Yeah. Who who's people in wanna know of?
0: people wanna know about Media Night and our observations from it first, and then we get to Jared. He's he gave, gave me some great stuff on the difference between Detroit fans and LA fans, um, which you can tap in for. Uh, some great, he's planning a wedding, and some Dan Campbell stuff. So there you go. Um, Anytime you want to talk on this podcast, you can, Roger. (laughs) Well, the thing
2: is, I I think you're asking us to talk about Media Night, which is like one of the strangest events on the NFL calendar. It's a mix between there are people like trying to ask reserve offensive linemen questions for their stories about whatever detailed thing that Mm -hmm. they have going on. And also, there's this dude who shows up every year in a barrel, and he may be naked under there. Sure. And Doubt he does- he's naked, given laws. I mean, the barrel covers the, the, the region in question, sure. and he doesn't <laughs> ask any questions. I think <laughs> he just stands there and waits for people to talk to him.
0: He does. Yeah. A lot of people take photos with him. Worrying. I'm, troubling. Especially
2: if he's potentially dude.
0: Yeah, I don't think... He- Again, I... I- there's a lot more questions I'm not and answers sure on Barrel there There's keep a saying... lot more. Why does he get credentialed? What does his credential say? Does he apply and does he like apply and just have like a trumped up media outlet? And then he shows up with a barrel. Is the NFL fooled by this every year? He shows up with a barrel and nothing else. And the NFL is like, this is a good yearly tradition.
2: <laughs> the, you said that you said, I believe I quote, if you, if you go back 45 seconds, there are laws. But that's the thing. There are no
0: laws in lawless. media night. This is a lawless media <laughs> night. Lindsay Jones, you've been doing this for a long time. Um, It's Confirmed. more useful than you think. Yes. But not not exactly useful. Um, yeah. So you talked to Brett Veach for a while tonight, the Kansas City general manager. Talked to Howie for a little bit, yep. the, the the Eagles general manager. Um, what was your big takeaway from tonight?
3: Yeah. I mean, it, it these just are two teams that kind of get it. Do you know? I mean, I guess like. Yeah. There's not a lot of. Like there's shenanigans that are going on in media night down on the floor, yeah. but there wasn't a lot of like, they weren't really participating sure. in the silliness. Like, yes, the Eagles roster has turned over a lot since 2018, but there's very much a sense of like, we've been here before. We know how to act on this stage. Um, And I always look at teams, leagues, all this type of stuff where your head coach and your quarterback kind of set the tone for sure. things. And these are two teams that have fairly serious head coaching quarterback. Yep. So if you came into this, like hoping to learn a lot about Jalen hurts, that's not going to happen tonight.
0: He didn't open up. No, but he's just it, like, he, he didn't open up to the Lucha Libre guy. I mean,
3: I think he was like, <laughs>
2: I, I saw him having a heart to heart with the barrel guy. <laughs> <laughs> he
3: probably did, but like it's just not that sort of forum, no. right? No. But if you want to go and you know spend some time with Howie Roseman or Brett sure. Veach or um, you know some of the players down on the floor, sure. it, it it can actually be really um, it can be really useful, especially if you haven't gotten to talk to those guys
0: all year. What did Veach have to say about Patrick Mahomes?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think he, you know. I asked him some questions and some other people there were asking him questions about just kind of like the evolution and maturation. Sure. Of Patrick Holmes and Patrick Holmes and how that is all gone. And I know you talked to them last summer during your training camp tour about kind of what happened during the 2021 season um, and how he kind of evolved. Mm-hmm. And then it was kind of all well, what's happened next and what was the evolution of this offense without Tyree Hill left or uh, since Tyree Kill mm-hmm. left and how did those steps go? Um, and then there was also, you know, the other storyline of the Super Bowl, right, is all the connections between Philadelphia yeah. and Kansas City and the through, the through lines between Andy Reid and both of those staffs. So, you know, I think there's a lot of just like reflection.
0: Yeah. Even Brad Veach worked yeah, for the Eagles exactly. for a while. Brett Veach obsessed, is obsessed with Pennsylvania high school football. Like there's so much of connection. How he was talking about that. And there's no bad blood. Like it was, I was watching the, I don't know if you've ever seen it, the Jeffrey Lurie goodbye to Andy Reid. And it was like, he fired him like an hour earlier. And the video is like, you're never going to make me a better guy than Andy Reid. And Andy Reid's like, go Eagles. And I'm like, what is this? This is the weirdest firing I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, and so there's there's really, I mean, it was so kind of perfect. The first call after uh, that Andy Reid took after he got fired was Clark Hunt. If you remember, the Cardinals were trying to hire him for a while. Like, everything worked out for everybody. Which is odd. Really? And also, like, the Chip Kelly, like, Howie Roseman got demoted. They, Hallie Rosen moved the marketing department, the analytics department into the marketing department, and then like analytics came back in Philadelphia. Like everything, everybody's where they need to be. It was a weird road to that. I mean, the Alex Smith years with 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 Kansas City, where things were good but never great. Like it, it's amazing to see uh, everybody be here and and to franchises in Andy Reid's image. And that was the one thing that Howie talked about a little bit is how much he learned from from Andy from from Joe Banner, you know, some of their contract stuff, the way they just built their team around the quarterback. Like I know that, that Andy Reed's not gonna talk about this, so it's not gonna give the attention to deserves. This is the Andy Reed bowl in the sense that like the Eagles are built in his image.
2: So there's the way Media Night works is first one team and they stand around for an hour, and then they take a break and then the second team comes and they stand around for an hour. But in between, they do a little shtick where, like, the big players from each team come out and they, like, get interviewed by, I think, Jay Glazer and Scott Hansen or something like Lervin? that. Michael Irvin? Michael Irvin and, Lervin Lervin. and
3: uh, Sal Powell. Sal Pal, Yeah.
2: But the thing that stood out to Sal me Powell was... Is in a barrel. <laughs> <laughs> as they were doing this, like... I'm
3: not going to unsee that.
2: They, they made a line and Andy Reid was at the end of the line. And... They wanted to get to the part where Sal Pal like interviewed them, but he was having such long conversations with the players from the Eagles that used to be his players. Yeah. And I don't know. There aren't many things that you see at Media Day that you're like, that's a, that's a cool thing to see, but
0: just they. There was a connection there. Yeah, that it's you amazing. Kinda, it's the, the, amazing. And I want to talk about the facts. First of all, there are three players, I believe, on the Eagles who were drafted by Andy Reid. and That's kind of what we're alluding to here. The thing is, is there are a lot of veterans on both teams. And that makes you mention the roster turnover with the Eagles from their last Super Bowl. But there are enough guys who are there. I talked to a Chiefs guy who was talking about how how every time you go, it becomes, it doesn't become more normal. Because I asked if it became more normal. And he was like, he got mad at me. He was like, no, it never becomes normal. This is special. But... You just know what to do every single year. And I had the one COVID Super Bowl, which is totally different. But like having a good example, having a family member in charge of tickets, like everybody thinks that seems like some superfluous thing or like you don't really need to do it. Like you are going to be up. Until one in the morning, dealing with people you went to elementary school with. If you don't have like, if you don't have uh, a spouse, finding a, a sibling, finding a cousin, finding a parent, whatever, to be like your ticket person. Otherwise, you're going to be inundated with shit, like stuff like that. And what's interesting is that even though there is turnover, and the Kansas City guy, guys that I talk talk about how many young guys are on the team. There's still enough older guys who can teach those guys that lesson. And it's not totally different. So everything, you know, being in the hotel, all all week um, doing the media shit like both of these teams have enough people to where being in the Super Bowl I know this is the dumbest thing I'm ever going to say in my life sometimes being in the Super Bowl can be a distraction whoa Whoa. and that's not going to happen this year and you're saying that experience matters I'm saying the Super Bowl is its own beast it is
2: kind of weird that like it's the game that you will be it's the most important game of your career and the one you'll be remembered by and also has the stupidest possible run-up of any game that you'll play in your entire life. I once life.
0: heard someone make the case, someone's smart in soccer, the World Cup just shouldn't count. It's just completely different than anything else you do in soccer, right? Like, it's there's too much pressure, and, the like, you're in a country, this country you've been in for a month, and, like, it's just not analogous to, like, the... You know, thirty six, thirty eight game season in soccer, right? Like the Super Bowl, it's just a completely different thing. Like the halftime is a million years long. <laughs> the Super You're Bowl kicking off count. at like Kevin three three fifteen. It it should count, but you need to be ready for it. And like, it, it, yeah, I mean, or it shouldn't count. If you lose, it shouldn't count. <laughs> <laughs> this is my antidote to to, uh, to rings culture. Is the, <laughs> the Super, Super Bowl <laughs> shouldn't count. I don't know how we got here. <laughs> I will say, Howie Roseman told me one time that his big thing is if you get to the Final Four, he studies all the Final Four teams, and then he like puts them in a like a spreadsheet and figures out height, weight, like colleges, just to figure out making sure they're not going to miss anything. So it sounds to me, I'm putting I'm putting words in his mouth that just being at the Final Four, there's yeah, because
2: in college basketball we talk about the, the Final, Final Four. Four, and yeah, and, then, and no
0: one ever gives you know, yeah, no one's like the Niners no one's giving where, Joe Burrow yeah. a ring. We're not mm-hmm. hanging a banner.
3: Josh Johnson's not going to get a. Josh
0: Johnson playing the Final Four. <laughs> I know it's a Final Four participant. Blake, Blake like, Dante four Calabria, participant. Mark um, Sanchez. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I'm mean, like, this is this is a roundabout way of saying like the thing about Media Night is you just get to learn how these guys are processing it. And I mean, I for, for me, especially with Media Night, like this comes into production. I mean, you probably remember uh, when there were not fans at Media Night. Now there oh, are. Yeah. Ten. I don't know what five thousand people chanting eagles the whole time. They used
3: to not really even have like, it's weird, like media at media night. Like it was, it didn't used to be like a made-for-television event. Right. My first media media day was actually during the day. Mm-hmm. First of all, sure, like in the sun. Yep. It was in the stadium, uh, and like guys were on That's risers. That's how it was guys for were... like fifty
0: years. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Back in the, back in the good old days. Except for
0: Joe Namath weirdly, I think the, his media day was at a like pool. a pool. Side. Yeah, it was a pool. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I, when I I volunteered to be the pool reporter this week, that's what I thought was going to happen. And that's not, I have to write stories.
0: Is it weird that you're a dignified journalist, you're a pool reporter, you run the writers association, you deal every day with the NFL league office and all of this stuff. And yet you work with Roger Sherman and I, is that weird for you? Like how undignified this is for you?
3: A couple of weeks ago, Roger wrote a story and it had like four penis references in the lead at so that moment Roger which one was that? On that? i've written so many
0: <laughs> i've written so
2: many dick stories and then you had to read my 80 for brady review too. i
3: did um she's the president
2: of the pro football writers <laughs> association
3: i will say i mean this is way too like inside the ringer i sure. definitely sent your lead to our copy chief and i said can we do this and he googled all of the times that we had oh published it was the a, word it was the story about how
2: people took big dick dick and then yeah. tr- big, yeah. big, big big yeah
3: it was a good it was a good moment. Bra. I don't um, know why
2: I just censored it out. After shout out, it on the shout website. out Craig
3: Gaines. Did
0: anybody learn anything
2: about a, football a... tonight? I learned something about the human spirit, Kevin.
0: What about the wolf spirit? <laughs> what about, uh, Roger danced with the I, wolf. I actually did. I'm just, I just, before we get to the wolf thing and the fact that Roger's credential headshot, which we cannot show for security reasons, they, 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 they get very upsetting if you show your credential on... We could uh, probably
3: show just the headshot,
2: though.
0: Mm, let's not risk it until Monday. He looks like the <laughs> Unabomber. Show yours, buddy. Show it. I do not look like the Unabomber. I look okay. like many other things, but not the Unabomber. Um, headshot. I did actually,
2: earlier when I kicked it off, th- when I said some people are out there just trying to interview backup offensive linemen, it was me. <laughs> I was the person doing it. <laughs> did
0: I learn anything about football?
2: A little.
3: Um, I learned that Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey are brothers.
0: Oh, yeah. That was good. They had Mama Kelsey at media night. She, yeah, they had a dramatic well... reveal.
3: She probably should have had her own riser.
0: Honestly,
2: she's going to be like the most interviewed like person this week. Yeah. Like most airtime. It's 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 not the, the same as the Brady Quinn AJ Hawk. Well, what about the Harbaugh bowl? The Harbaugh. The Harbaugh. That it wasn't as cute.
0: I think it was the I I think where that's a uh, Harbaugh erasure. Um <laughs> they had a the, the Harbaugh parents had a conference call. That like the Monday or Tuesday of that week, and they were unbelievably folksy and charming.
2: Wow. Yeah. No one, no one talks about this.
0: Well, I I don't think in five years, anyone's going to talk about the Kelsey Bowl.
2: This, if they show her for the entire Super Bowl in the crowd like they did,
3: they absolutely will. This needs to be a prop. I mean, I'm sure there is a prop. Yeah. But this absolutely needs to be like tracked.
0: Mama Kelsey. Like the ultimate, if you talk
2: to any 2000s college football fan about the game where they wouldn't stop showing.
3: Catherine Webb? No, Brady, Brady Quinn's sister, sister
2: oh, yeah. who was A.J. Hawk's, Hawk's yeah. girlfriend, and she was wearing a split jersey. I it, saw A.J. Hawk today and thought about that.
0: It was like... Over at the FanDuel set.
2: It's it's like an unlocked memory if you yeah. talk to a college football fan, because it was literally like they showed the game for an hour and two hours of, of split jersey coverage.
0: Let's get to the wolf. You dance with the wolf tonight. I didn't
2: dance with the wolf. Dances with wolves starring I tra- Roger Sherman. <laughs> you are saving that one up. I I was not,
0: I literally thought of them, but it's a very easy joke. The funny thing is
2: there were people, there were NFL players in there who play in the NFL and will start in the Super Bowl on Sunday who were just walking around with no one talking to them. There was a line of people to talk to the Kansas City Chiefs mascot, Casey Wolf. Mm -hmm. They had risers, they have risers for 11 players per, 10 players per team in the coach. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) I was walking around and... For the Chiefs, I felt specifically bad because so many people were clustered on Mahomes and Kelsey, that Lejarius Sneed was just chilling. Yeah, he was just hanging out by himself for the entire. So I guess
3: we learned that Lejarius Sneed is out of concussion protocol. That would be like a football.
2: Yeah, thing we learned, we learned right? that for the game. But anyway, <laughs> so yeah. there we go. That's my. So football I'm nugget. making fun of the people who waited online to talk to the wolf, but also I I asked the wolf why he exists and. He danced at me instead of engaging with the existential question. Here was my wolf
3: interaction was my daughter. I tried to FaceTime with my daughter during the break and she called me back while I was down on the floor. And so when I answered the phone on FaceTime, it was just Casey Wolf and she was horrified.
0: I could see that. She
3: was like, I have no idea what's going on. And then I asked her who was going to win the Super Bowl and she said the Eagles. So Because the wolf was terrified, I think so. Yeah. He's
2: got big googly eyes he's he's not exactly wolf-shaped he's got an enormous bulbous midsection
0: <laughs> and is so, the first
3: time the word bulbous has I, ever been on slow news day
0: i mean you haven't listened to the jared goff interview um <laughs> i have a story so uh justin thomas was there tonight famed major winning golfer justin thomas did not see him and he's wearing a hoodie and a hat like a he was pretty low-key and so he's being swarmed by people i took a, a picture with him i knew the pga told him kind of gave me a heads up he was coming and so I had, I had, like, a weird, like, I kind of choked on the interaction. Like, I didn't have much to say because it's, like, you don't, you don't want to fall into the trap where you're, like, trying to – I like golf, too. Like, what the, fuck, you know, what the fuck am I doing here? And so I just kind of, like, labored through to, like, kind of talky, like, like, making conversations, questions. And I was, like, he probably wants to get the hell out of this conversation. So I took a photo with him and got out. So then I'm talking to Will Brinson. I'm saying – I have a horrifying – Experience not a hard fight like a, just you know I just didn't equip myself equip myself well with Justin Thomas so then Nora Princioti our, our beloved colleague comes up and says I just had a horrible awkward experience with Justin Thomas and I was like how is this possible we were not close to each other and what happened is that she didn't know why this gentleman was being swarmed and she said what does that person do does is he like a kicker for the Eagles and Justin Thomas overheard Nora and just sheepishly said I play golf. Oh, oh no! Oh god! Oh
3: no! Wow!
2: R.I.P. <laughs> to Nora. <laughs> her wow. her final appearance on Rigor, <laughs> Ringer Ringer
3: uh, oh.
2: podcast has
0: already I, happened. I asked if I could share that. Story. I actually said <laughs> I'm going to tweet that story. And she said fine, and I decided not to and just share it for the slow news day audience. I think that I actually, I think that it makes Justin Thomas look incredibly cool. She just For be sure. like, "Yeah, I play golf. I play a little golf. I dabble." So. Is he playing
3: in the Waste Management Open? That's here why he's here. Week?
0: Yeah, there should yeah. been
3: More golfers. We need more. Crossover. Cowboys
0: fan. All the things I could have asked him had I not just completely short circuited and been like, "This is, yeah, this is wild, huh?"
3: So it's Media Night in a nutshell.
0: It's Media golfers Night. Golfers, and guy, world famous golfer Casey Wolf, Patrick Mahomes at a riser being being. Grilled by German reporters. Um, Donna Kelsey. That's it in a nutshell. Donna Kelsey. Andy Reid. Talking to...
3: Backup offensive linemen.
0: You know what the most frustrating part for them
2: must be? So it's sort of a rotating cast of people show up. They get to the riser. They get in front of Andy Reid to ask like the one question and they film it and they film it and then they leave. Yeah. So in a traditional press conference, you would sit there and see every question that's been asked by every person. I saw Andy Reid answer the same question about his favorite hamburger restaurant three separate times. No. Three separate times in 15 minutes. Um, So actually... And I didn't even remember. There were a few, there were a few barbecue questions <laughs> yeah, yeah, interspersed. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's like, What's your favorite barbecue place? I'm sure he's answered that a million times in his years working in Kansas City. He said they're all great. Obviously. I didn't learn anything about yeah. barbecue tonight <laughs> at Media Day. But the first two people um, did not include Tommy's Burgers from LA on their list of like mm. which of these. Burger restaurants did you like the most and then the third person did and he was like tommy's is the best one so two so people that person did the research two people missed out on their scoop and and he was just like i love all burgers but i just as as strange as it must be to be the head coach of the super bowl answering a question about burgers six days before the super bowl imagine answering it somewhere between i was there for about 20 minutes yeah which extrapolating, he must have had to answer that question roughly seven to nine times.
3: And you know he's probably going to get burger questions like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday.
0: Isn't that like, isn't it Fermi's paradox that says that like the universe is so vast and keeps repeating, like just goes beyond there has to be aliens? Like you just extrapolate six days worth the press conferences and you're just going to get inevitably just a ton of burger questions.
2: You reach the pinnacle of your profession. You're a Hall of Famer. hmm And... Your sentence to a life of burger questions. He loves it though, ladies probably, and gentlemen. He'd
3: probably rather answer that though than like the sixteenth or what does it feel like
2: to, to coach Tom to coach Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, yeah. Or to yeah. play against the Eagles. Tom Brady, that'd be great.
0: <laughs> I, was, I got caught by the up way, between I need, Tom. I need Tommy's to confirm burgers. this. This is the last thing I want to talk about. um Tom Brady on his podcast got Patrick Mahomes. I'm gonna I'm looking this up. Here we go. He got in one episode. Bill Belichick, Peyton Manning, Rob Gronkowski, Tom Brady's parents, and he, Patrick, get, he got Patrick Tom Ma- Brady's parents and Patrick Mahomes. <laughs>
3: like Tom Senior is like very gettable. He also got Patrick learned.
0: Mahomes and congratulatory wishes from Oprah Winfrey, and they put it in one one hour and twelve. minutes. You see, episode. that's bad podcast. Track. You gotta just you gotta, you gotta break spread it, up it in out. Parts. I, I want Oprah. You put Oprah in the episode title. I don't care if it lasted a minute. You know. I mean,
2: yeah. I mean, like you he, have who is
3: booking the show?
2: Jim you Gray. Are, um, you have a bunch of NFL people on your podcast this week, but instead of putting them all in one episode, you also have Roger Sherman and Lindsey Jones.
0: It's called filler. Exactly. Jared Goff. Ladies and gentlemen, Jared Goff.
4: <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Hotels.com.
0: All right, Jared Goff, he's here with Gillette and PNG. What's going on, Jared Goff?
5: Oh, nothing, man. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing great. I'm at Radio Row. Um, you are very lucky to not be here. Uh, it's just wall to wall, radio, carpet. I don't know. Have you ever been to Radio Row?
5: I have. I have. And I'm very, uh, very happy to be doing this over Zoom.
0: Did, that, you, you chose correctly. I'd love to be in your kitchen or wherever the hell you are right now. Because, uh, you know, it, it's Radio Row is hit and miss. Um, I want to start here. I was in Detroit this year and last year, and in both years, there were people inside the building who swore to me that you were not the stopgap option bridge quarterback who would get replaced quickly and that you could have more of an extended stay in Detroit. How good did it feel? I know it's a sports radio question, but how good did it feel to win, to establish something, and frankly, to, to shut people up a little bit? (laughs)
5: yeah you know it always feels good to play well and um you know there's there's always a million narratives that go on certainly when you play quarterback and um you know breaking those narratives is sometimes harder than than people creating them um but yeah it was it was fun to play well and uh I, i think it was fun to play well with the guys we played well with and um you know i i think back you know sometimes you know when one team doesn't believe in you. It doesn't mean that everyone doesn't believe in you. And uh, I think that's what, you know, may have gotten confused amongst uh, the national audience is that uh, um, one group of people didn't, it doesn't mean everyone didn't.
0: When did you know Dan Campbell was a different dude? (laughs) The
5: the day I met him. um, Yeah. He's, he's a lot of fun to play for, man. He's, he's really cool. And uh, he does a lot of fun things that keep it light.
0: Can you give me an example? Can you give me something that no one would expect from Dan Campbell? I mean, I think that we all, again, kind of going back to what we we're talking about, I think everyone kind of sees like the the kneecap biting press conference. And he's not really that guy. Like he can be, but he's also can be very authentic. He appeals to the players in different ways. Can you give me some specifics on just how he manages that locker room?
5: Yeah, I think the the main thing that people don't know about him is is his intelligence and 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 yeah. you know even more importantly, maybe is like his emotional intelligence, how much he's able to feel the room and understand how to coach different guys and um, how to be a leader. You know, he's he's one of the best leaders I've been around and um, but yeah, I think his intelligence and just the X's and O's as well and and football and understanding um, the whole 22 and and everything that we're trying to do offensively and defensively uh, is not something that he'll often speak about to the media. Um, And maybe it's because he wants people to think that, He's a meathead, or I don't know, but he's he's not. He's he's very smart and he's very, um, very in tune with everything that's going on, and um, he's a lot of fun to play for.
0: Does he ever? I mean, what 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 are the animations like in in meetings? Because I've heard Ben Johnson has told me sometimes he'll just get up and start blocking a chair or whatever. I mean, whenever he's in these meetings, like, can you take me through how he brings certain things to life?
5: Yeah. I, I mean, he's, he's very animated. He's always walking around. He's yeah. always using his hands. He'll, he'll include certain players when he's talking, He'll, he'll you know, call players names out and, and talk to them personally during the, during these meetings. Um, it's, there's never a dull moment. That's for sure. Uh, I, I remember at one point this year, he just pulled up a chair and sat in front of us and just talked to us for, you know, 15, 20 minutes. Um, when things were, when things were bad and, and, and just had some, you know, real, real thoughts and emotions for us. And, um, he keeps it real, man. He keeps it as real as anybody I've been around. He's extremely genuine and, um, is a lot of fun to play for.
0: Let's do some quick hits. Were you over hard knocks this year being in the, it being the third time you've been on?
5: Yes, I was very much over it, but they did a hell of a job. I, this was my best experience with it by far. Um, I thought this, they did a hell of a job, um, giving us our space and like, you know, documenting things, but at the same time, not like, uh, getting into our business and, and being in our, you know, being in our nose on everything. It was very, uh, very well done by them.
0: What in particular, I mean, was it, was it, I don't want to say annoyance, you didn't use that word, but is it, was it just like, I just don't, it's a third time I've done this. I don't want them in our meeting room, that kind of thing.
5: Yeah. And, and, and we're at work, you know, if, if you're at work and you got a camera on you and, uh, you know, you you feel like <laughs> it, you don't feel like every conversation is recorded and uh, you, you can't really speak freely and you can't really, uh, you know, be yourself at times. That's what makes it a little bit difficult. But um, again, I thought this year they handled it well. That, that crew is incredible and, and did a hell of a job with us. And um, uh, my one request for them was not to allow a camera in the quarterback room. And they obliged that, which which helped uh, make it a little bit smoother.
0: So you guys just went wild in the quarterback room, right? right. The quarterback just did the craziest stuff
5: in the world. Hedonism and and just wildness. And,
0: yeah. <laughs> Booze flowing the whole time. I know. Yeah. I got you. I got you, brother. Um, I heard meeting Eminem was weird.
5: <laughs> From who?
0: I have sources.
5: Uh, I have
0: sources in, in the building. I heard em, weaning Eminem was weird.
5: Meeting Eminem was one of the coolest things that I've ever done. Um, He okay. he is in that like top, I don't know how many people... Um, we all have them, you know, that, those people that like truly are, you know, starstruck from, um, and for me, he's one of those and, um, getting to meet him and, and talk to him for, you know, briefly for a minute. And, uh, it, it's, it was cool. It was really cool. And and now being in Detroit and, and like him, a Detroit legend, um, it, it was a cool moment.
0: You're a huge golfer. Is that what I, is that, is that are my sources correct on that? Big golfer, yeah, friends I'm, with Jim Nags? I'm pretty good, but I like to do it. Where are we golfing in the off season? What what where where where's your what's your territory? Because there's a whole crew like Mahomes is out there all the time, Josh Allen, they're all on the links like is there like a is it do you see other quarterbacks golfing? Are there events? Like what 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 does the off season golf schedule look like?
5: Yeah, you know I've played in that Tahoe tournament where you will see some of those yeah. guys. I may do that again this year. Um but yeah, yeah, I I play out here in LA. I live in LA. I play I play here in LA. Um that's most of where my golf happens. Uh is in the off season I really don't get to play. I really don't play at all from you know middle of July through whenever the season ends. So I try to squeeze in a little bit right now, definitely early on in the off season, and then try to get a little bit more in as I go. But um, something I love doing. I'm I'm not very good at it, but I love doing it.
0: Yeah, I say, and that's pretty much universal experience, Jared. Right. Everybody sucks at it, and we can't stop playing it. That that's right. just sort of how it works. Um, Amon Ross St. Brown is a god on third and fourth downs. Uh, why is that, and what's the chemistry like with you guys?
5: You said he's a god, huh?
0: a god i, got, I mean yeah. on those downs no, i got well, his, my, my his, colleague his ben name. solak wanted me to ask this question because his name, he's, he's cheering it on
5: specifically his name Ra means sun god um and maybe in another life maybe in another life it meant third down god who knows um <laughs> so, uh he's he's a hell of a player man we love having him and uh he he does a good job getting himself open and um You know, he's very friendly at the catch point, very, uh, you know, very good at route runner and is a lot of fun to throw to a lot of fun to work with. He's very intense. He practices hard. He does everything you want in a player. And um, I'm very happy to have him and play with him.
0: Ben Johnson coming back means what to you?
5: Uh, a lot. Yeah. A lot. It, it means I don't have to learn a new offense and it means I got my guy back. <laughs> um, you know, it means, uh, I get to, you know, have another year with him at least and, uh, hopefully a lot more, but, um, he's a guy that I've grown so close to. And, um, you know, one of the, one of my favorite coaches I've had and uh, you know, our communication, uh, reached a really good point this year and, uh, re- reached a point where, you know, we were so much on the same page throughout the game. I knew what he was going to call. I knew why he was calling it. And I think it's so important for a coach and a quarterback. And, uh, it, it was really helpful. It was really, really helpful having him and, and being able to work with him.
0: What do you think it says about the lions that he wanted to come back and keep, keep building on what you had this year, because there's not a lot of coordinators who have that much interest. And you and I both know that interest was very, very, very real from a lot of organizations to come back to buy into what Dan Campbell is doing. I mean, I know I remember talking to Ben a couple of years ago and he was basically saying that he's propelled. He's so loyal to Dan. He's propelled by just not letting Dan down. He wants to succeed for Dan because of the trust that Dan's put in into to him throughout his career. Um, what does it say that, that he wanted to come back?
5: Yeah, I think he knows what we have. I think he knows, you know, you know who he gets to coach on offense certainly and and you know how much belief he has in Dan and 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 where our defense is going and Brad and um I, I think ultimately he knows that those opportunities, you know, hopefully will come again for him. And, you know, maybe it wasn't his time, but having, I guess, maybe his fallback plan being our offense and what we can do offensively is is a pretty good plan for him. And and certainly we're happy to have him back. So it, it's going to be a fun year. And um, I'm excited. I know I'm excited. And I know the rest of our offense is excited to keep working with him.
0: What have you learned about Detroit as a sports town in your two years there?
5: The passion, the passion is unmatched. It's it's unlike anything I've experienced. Um, you know, not to knock any of my former fan bases, but when I played sure. at Cal in the Pac-12, you know, it was it's not like the SEC. It's fun, but it's not it's not the SEC. And then I, I I went to LA when the Rams were brand new back there, and um, the home games, you know, weren't always uh, you know, majority Rams fans. And that's just the product of building. Um, building a yeah. fan base there, which is just ultimately how it goes, but coming to Detroit and, and being able to experience that is, is so fun and, and not just football, but hockey and, and, and basketball and, um, you know, and, and, baseball with the tigers, it's, it's a whole lot of fun and, um, I I've enjoyed it.
0: What's specifically like, if you're walking in down the street, trying to get a coffee, whatever people talk to you, like, what's different about the Detroit fan than the Los Angeles fan? <laughs>
5: That's a good question. Um. I think in L.A., you know, very specifically L.A., they, people want photos. They want to take selfies. Oh, okay. um, and in Detroit, they just want to say hi or they want to, you know, just uh, say good luck or yeah, go go Lions. Um, that's mostly the experience uh, I've, I've experienced. And, and that's not to say that the people here in L.A. don't say that, too. But I, I guess it's more of like an Instagram world in L.A. and in Detroit, it's it's not quite that much.
0: We got to get people in Detroit signed up for Instagram and TikTok. That's what it sounds well, like. It sounds like that, Instagram that, 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 and TikTok or are...
5: maybe maybe that's what, yeah, maybe that's what it is. I think uh, you know, yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe you're onto something.
0: Market share. Market yeah. share. Maybe you should bring it. Maybe you should start your own social media in Detroit and just become a billionaire because it sounds like they need to get on there. Um, you're planning a wedding. What have you learned about planning a wedding?
5: <laughs> Keep your mouth shut.
0: <laughs>
5: <laughs> uh do, do do your best to be supportive and uh say yes to everything
0: that's pretty much how i, I got married a few years ago in malibu actually kind of your your stomping grounds um and yeah. i just whatever my wife wanted sounds good i'll yeah. be there i'll be there yeah. at 3 p.m on saturday see you there just tell
5: me when and where and i'm and i'm good
0: love it um we do a thing called club kevin it's kind of our hall of fame you can induct anybody in the world you want to induct uh could be a tv show could be an athlete you're watching doesn't matter who are you inducting white lotus yes yes
5: what do what what do we like about it uh it's it's one of the better tv shows i've seen in in the last handful of years uh the season one i thought was good and then season two blew it out of the water um it was it was fun i watched it with my fiance and gave us something to do during the season but uh we really enjoyed it
0: uh i was on the plane yesterday to phoenix and my seatmate next to me was watching white lotus season one episode one and i was so jealous i was like yeah. i wish i could go back right. and just start the journey again i'm so right. upset that this person is experiencing it because i know it all who is your favorite actor or actress in either season
5: oh um it's got to be coolidge uh in 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 both seasons oh, yeah. right she's kind of the fun one oh, and absolutely Pretty disappointed. I hope I don't spoil it. Pretty disappointed about how things ended for her, but, uh, you know, it'll, it'll be fun. Let's see it where season three goes.
0: Well, let's see. Hopefully she's got like a long lost sister or something that I can just recast her. Right. The magic of television, magic of right. television. Um, tell us what you're doing with Gillette and PNG.
5: Yeah. So I'm participating in, in the battle of the paddles. It'll be live on Twitch sports on Wednesday at seven, 7 PM Eastern. Um, and uh yeah it'll be fun i I get to represent gillette and and show up with a clean shave feeling confident ready to play ready to um feel good game good is uh is our phrase here and uh yeah it'll be fun man i'm excited for it
0: it's a whole crew there trevor lawrence christian mccaffrey all those fellas
5: yeah yeah those guys will be there and um you know hopefully they don't run into me but yeah it'll, it'll be fun
0: are you talented with the paddles
5: I like to think so, and, and I've been I've been saying that for you know this is my, about my tenth interview in a row of saying I'm going to win, so I'll continue doing that, <laughs> saying I'm going to win, and um, you know if, if I do win, great. If I don't, uh, then I'll have to eat my words. But I feel pretty good.
0: Jared Goff, thank you so much for coming on
5: to my news day, man. All right, thank you, man.